Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, hey, Christian, another episode for our podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because we are getting into the meat of Philippians. But real quick, how is your week so far? Just working hard in the lab, making some progress. Thanks for asking. Yeah, of course, Christian. Well, today today we want to keep moving on in Philippians chapter 3. But before we go into 3, Christian, do you mind giving us kind of a recap of what we've gone over so far in Philippians? Sure. I've really enjoyed getting into this book for this podcast. And I think the main point we've been hitting many times is that this book is about experiencing Christ. We've talked about a lot of doctrine in the Bible, and Paul does give a lot of doctrine in other books, but this book is really focused on our experience of Christ, how Christ can become real to us. You know, that started out with, in chapter one, Paul talking about magnifying Christ through the, through the bountiful supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And even Paul saying things like, for me to live is Christ. I think we were enjoying last time and then a couple of previous messages now in chapter three, Paul was talking about his excellent upbringing. But again, when he compared that to his gaining Christ, his experience of Christ, he counted that as nothing, counted as refuse. So he really saw something really valuable, really attractive about Christ. Hopefully we can see something, uh, something about that too. You're exactly right, Christian. I think what we brought up last time was that Christ was attracting Paul beyond his wonderful background, right? His high education, his strong religious practices. It was all burned into him from a young age. Yet somehow when he saw Christ, he was willing to let everything go just to pursue Christ. And I guess today I want to start off with this question, because many times as Christians, we know that we appreciate the Lord. He died for us. He took our sins away. And now once we accept him as our personal savior, our sins are forgiven and we're going to go to heaven when we die. However, we have another couple of decades on the earth. Rarely does someone, once he receives a Lord, he passes away right then and there. Right. So what do we do for the next 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of our life? Some think, okay, well, now that I'm a Christian, I have to be a good Christian. I have to go to church every Sunday. Some say, well, I have to do a lot of good works now, help the poor, work in soup kitchens, go to third world countries. Some really don't have anything they want to do. They they think now that I'm saved, I can go live my life like however I want to live because I have my ticket now when I die. But Paul's attitude here in Philippians 3 is very different. 
So Christian, do you have the verses for today in Philippians 3? Yes. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained or am already perfected, but I pursue. If even I may lay hold of that for which I also have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not account of myself to have laid hold, but one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before. I pursue toward the goal for the prize to which God in Christ Jesus has called me upward. You know, Christian, we're seeing these words here in these verses. Things like, I press on and forgetting the things are behind and stretching forward, right? Or another version, mine in the English Standard Version says straining forward. So there's a struggle that is happening here with Paul in his pursuit of Christ. What is, what is Paul talking about here, Christian? I think the first thing to appreciate is really Paul's attitude here. He's not complacent. He's not, okay, like you were saying, like, I'm saved. I got my ticket to heaven. I'm good. You know, that, that's it, right? He's not, that's not at all his attitude here. He's actually, right, just a verse, few verses before, he was talking about his excellent past and his excellent upbringing. And then he counts that as loss on account of the, the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, that he might gain him and that he might know Christ. And even after saying all these things, he's still like brothers, but I, I don't account myself to have to have laid hold. Like I'm not there yet. I'm not fully mature in my Christian life. We might think he, he was, but his attitude was, you know, still pursuing. He says, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching forward to the things which are before. This is really good, not just for forgetting the negative things. I think we can apply this. Anytime, <laughs> anytime we can apply this, you know, there's, there's definitely things we can just forget about, just drop it, whether, whether that's bad things or, or good things, things that kind of hold us back from new experiences of Christ. And I think you had, you had some things to say about that, right? No, absolutely right, Christian. You know, when we're reading these verses, I like what you said, Paul's attitude was that he was not done gaining Christ. Christ had laid hold of him, but now it's his turn to lay hold of Christ. And he was willing to forget everything. And I, I appreciate what you said. He needed and he wanted new experiences of Christ. God, our Christ, is so unlimited. He's so immense and so broad. And Paul realized that my experience of Christ is so small. I want to experience Christ in everything that I do. But I appreciate what you brought out here, Christian. Sometimes what holds us back, obviously, are the negative things, right? Our sin, our love for the world, our things in that category. But sometimes our old spiritual experiences of Christ also can be a hindrance. And Paul is here saying, I'm letting all those things go. When reading these verses, it just I was just reminded of the children of Israel and their experience of manna. How the Lord was telling them, every morning you have to go gather manna. 
and you can't save manna. You can't rely on your old experience of Christ, your old experience of manna. If you do, it's actually rotten. But every morning, every day, you have to go out and you have to gather, which spiritually applying to us today, every morning, every day, we have to let go of our old experiences and continue to pursue Christ. I'll just say this from my own personal experience. You know, sometimes I'm in a church meeting and it is so glorious and it's so awesome and you get so excited. And next Sunday you're, you say, I want to reproduce what I experienced last Sunday. And so you're like, okay, well, last Sunday, you know, we sang this song and this person was sitting here and this brother was speaking and, and it didn't, you didn't get that same feeling. So you, you're like, okay, well, something must be wrong. We have to try again. So maybe we'll try with more lights and more music and more instruments and more trying to get that same experience where what Paul is saying here is you've enjoyed Christ in that way. Let that go. Gain more Christ gain new Christ. And this is the verse he this is the verb he uses. He uses a word press on. Push on. So this is such an encouragement to to us here Christian as as Christians living on earth today, we need to grow. We need to press on. In fact, this is what the Lord expects of us. And I like the word you use. We're not complacent Christians just sitting here abiding our time until we die to be with the Lord. But we are here pressing on to grow, pressing on to gain. And this is really the purpose of our Christian life today. That's really awesome. And, and while you're talking, I, I was just considering my own experience also. I, I think the times where it's easy to get complacent in, in, in your Christian walk is when you become a very individualistic Christian. Maybe it's just you and the Lord and you, you have some experience and that's it. But as we come with other believers, as we get with other believers and we're pursuing the Lord together, there's just so many more experiences to have of the Lord. And it really pushes us uh, to go to, to experience more, you know, and the Lord can be so rich to us. There's so many gems in the, in the word that without getting in, into it with others, I, I would not have really enjoyed. And I think we've talked before, like even in this book of Philippians, it's talking about like having the same mind and being the same soul, learning how to experience that with other believers by, by being, firstly, by being in one spirit. And I think those are really great ways to experience the Lord and that we go on. Yeah, I, I just appreciate this word, you know, not being complacent at all. Well, you're exactly right, Christian. You know, this is almost exactly like our own human life experiences. You know, I often tell people when you're by yourself, you always think you're a pretty patient person. Like, you know, by myself, I'm pretty patient. I feel like I have all the patience of the world. But then the Lord brings me my wonderful wife and you realize, huh, I'm not as patient as I thought I was, right? But that actually is an opportunity for me to gain Christ as patience. Not God give me more patience, but Lord be my patience. And so then you get kind of happy with the Lord in that experience. And then you have kids and you thought you had mastered patience. You had mastered, oh God, you are so 
my patience in this situation. And then you have kids and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have any patience. But that again is another opportunity for us to gain more Christ as patience. If I only relied on my experience of Christ as my patience when I was a single guy, it would never have been enough to supply my wife and supply my children. So each time we have to gain more. And it's almost like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. I, I've got, I've experienced you enough as patience. And the Lord's like, have another child. And I was like, Lord, <laughs> oh my goodness. And so now I'm up to five children. It, but each day it's it's like that. The Lord's like, you need to learn to experience me more and more and more. And it is so encouraging, Christian. And I really want to read this one verse while we're wrapping this up. This is in verse 15. It says, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So Paul is like, some of you might not see this yet, but the ones that are mature, which we'll talk a little bit about this while we're wrapping up, you know, being mature in Christ is different than being a baby Christian, right? Christian, what does it mean to be mature? What is Paul talking about here? He's not talking about age. He's not just talking, when you get older, you will understand this, but those who are mature, what does this mean? I, I think those who have gained a lot of Christ, you know, throughout their lifetime, they've, they've allowed Christ to get, be wrought, worked into their being. We've allowed the Lord to renew our mind to, so that we choose what he chooses, we think, uh, what he thinks we like, what he likes. I've seen a lot of believers, they have a maturity in life. You can just kind of sense it. It's, and it's not like overly spiritual necessarily. They're just Jesusly human. You know, I'd like you bringing out this point of maturity. I think that's very much related to this pressing forward. Uh, running this race to gain Christ. It's a matter of life. It's, it's not outward actions, right? Gaining Christ, it's not, it's not doing good things. Uh, I don't know if someone might have that thought. But I, I think, again, because maturity, it's, it's a matter of life. I don't know if that was helpful at all. <laughs> No, that was really helpful, Christian. You're, you're exactly right. I think those who have been listening to our podcast for a while have heard us refer to the Lord as food, as drink. And obviously, we all know that when we are Christians, we are born again. That's in our vernacular. But what does that mean? That means when you're a Christian and you're born again, you start out as a baby. But as a baby, you have to grow. And how do you grow? You eat. Right? and you eat. And so the Lord comes as the bread of life and the water of life. And this causes our spiritual age to grow. And as we grow, then you hear us use terms like exercising our spirit. So that's kind of like, hey, this is our, we're running, we're walking, we're moving, preaching the gospel, we're fellowshipping, we're shepherding, all the while eating Christ continually. And this causes us to grow, to become mature Christians. And I think what Paul is wrapping up here is that when we are mature, we will get the sense that we need more Christ. We will start realizing it's kind of like when you're a teenager, you feel like you know everything, right? So as a teenager Christian, you feel like I already know everything. I don't need anything. I'm fine. 
But as we get older, so now I'm in my 30s, you start realizing how much lack you still have. And so maybe spiritually, kind of the same same idea. Once you get grow in Christ more and more, you start realizing more and more you need him in everything. Well, Christian, I feel like this is a good place to wrap up chapter three. And next week, we'll get into chapter four. And this chapter, we'll spend a couple of messages on concerning anxiety and concerning bearing burdens. Thanks again for your time. Be found in Him. Count all things lost for Him. Just gain Him. Attain Him. Lay hold of Him. It's Christ the central Forgetting the things which are behind, press on, pursue with this mind. By any means, each hour now redeemed, stretch forth, lay hold of Him. To him and seize him, Christ the Supreme, just love this precious person. Forgetting and leaving all other things, love him with your whole Forgetting the things which are behind, press on, pursue with this mind. By any means, each hour now redeemed, stretch forth, lay hold of Him. Now is my center and reality.